Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cardinal Coaching Solutions Podcast. Wes Gao here and I'm happy to be here with you. Man, it has been a hot minute since I have recorded one of these. Been a lot going on. Um, it is, let's see, it's early September here. Beautiful day in the mid-Atlantic. We've just had Hurricane Dorian uh, scrape through here um, over the weekend and uh, very glad and fortunate that it wasn't uh, any worse than it could have been. Uh, but just a lot going on. We had a few family trips planned at the end of the summer. Uh, we've been getting the kiddos back in school, back into that whole rhythm. And we've also got a little home improvement project going on with uh, one of our bathrooms. So just just a lot going on. Um, all good things, all things that we're grateful for, um, but things that, as you can imagine, demand some attention. So anyway, I'm very excited to be sneaking in some time here and sharing a few things. And um, I want to share actually a breakthrough that I had in, uh, in a coaching session in which I was the client. So working with my coach. This was... This was a couple weeks ago now. Um, I've written a, a blog post on it. I think it's titled uh, The Ecology of Wolves. Um, but I wanted to share a little bit more about that here on, on this medium, um, just because this feels like a space that's a little bit easier to process uh, some of those thoughts. So if you haven't seen the post, I'll summarize it real quick to give a little context. I was in a coaching session and there are, you know, there's things that I have been working on with me. Um, there is a person that I envision. There's a person that I want to become uh, for my sake, for everyone's sake. And so my coach has been helping me work through those and, and of course, set some actions and accountability and things like that. And I made a comment in this session, in this particular session a couple weeks ago, I had just made this comment you know, the hounds have been at my heels or the wolves have been at my heels. We were kind of using that metaphor of wolves. And I made this comment. I don't even remember exactly where in the session. I just, I made this comment. It, it all belongs somehow. And it's a phrase that I've used a lot. Um, it's a phrase that I believe in, uh, that, Everything that happens to us belongs in some way. Uh, even the hard things, the difficult things, the things that we would never choose to write into our lives. But somehow um, finding a way to hold a posture of this belongs in some way. And I made this statement and I don't even remember what the coach said exactly. But it was something along the lines of, yeah, even, even the wolves belong in that forest. And guys, I can't tell you, there was like this flash, you know, firing of synapses in my mind. And suddenly, I, I, I do remember I actually sat back in my chair, you know, because we, we were doing this session via Skype. Um, and... And I sat back in my chair and felt the weight of that realization. What I mean by that is this. I had been using that phrase, it all belongs, as in, in this particular context, as kind of a way of just kind of making peace with, yeah, it belongs. I don't like it. It's, um, I don't want it to be here. 
It's just kind of this frustration that we have to live with. And so I'll, I'll put this phrase onto that, it all belongs. But what this coach made me realize was that, no, think of wolves in an ecosystem. They're not a nuisance or a pest that just has to be dealt with. Maybe in the way that you would think of a mosquito. It's hard to imagine <laughs> um, a, a mosquito actually playing a vital role. Now, maybe in some cases they do. But wolves, on the other hand, again, just using this metaphor, this language that I had introduced to our session, wolves play a role in an ecosystem. They have a purpose. They do something. They matter they belong. And I'm probably not doing this whole thing justice right now, but I'm telling you, it, it just, it, it hit me really hard to connect the dots to the things in my life that I've been working on and see them not necessarily as nuisances, you know, frustrations that I just have to deal with until they're gone, but to see them as they they play a role. There's a purpose. And what that does then is rather than me trying to outrun the wolves, rather than me going to battle against the wolves, turning around and becoming a student of the wolf asking inviting what are you telling me what are you here to teach me what am i not listening to now i know that's very metaphorical and theoretical and so i'm going to give you an example of my personal life and this is kind of why i wanted to to share this via this podcast versus try to find a way to sift through all the wordsmithing of it Probably about five years ago now, actually maybe longer, uh, maybe closer to six years, boy, I went through, I guess maybe some kind of um, like a mental and emotional collapse. I just collapsed internally in a way that started showing up physically. Um, I was in a situation... Uh, at uh, in the job that I was in, in the industry that I was in, that was just things were kind of falling apart around me, um, and they started to fall apart inside of me. Um, and there was a lot of change around me. There was a lot of change going on within the organization that I was in, uh, which impacted a lot of relationships that I had. Um, we had all my wife and I had also just bought our first house that needed a lot of work. In order for us to move into and we were also expecting our first baby so in the span of a year uh, the the job environment I was in changed dramatically uh, our living situation changed dramatically took a lot of energy to get into and my world changed we brought a baby home <laughs> our first baby and 
for any of you listening who have ever done that, that alone is just a, a tremendous amount of change. Um, and what I started to notice was that um, internally I started to crack under all of that. And I'll just get more specific here. I've never before then, I've never experienced anything like what I would recognize as anxiety uh, or panic attacks. And yet I started having them. Uh, And if you've ever experienced that, uh, it's, I, I guess it's just something that, it's one of those things that you have to experience it's the worst, man. Um, so I won't get into all that, but these episodes started happening with, um, well, they grew in their frequency. Uh, I remember there was a span of like three or four months where I had about one a month. And they they started in only this particular context. And then they started happening uh, more frequently and in... Uh, different contexts that I just, I I almost couldn't foresee them until now I'm suddenly afraid of what feels like just about everything. And it was a collapse um, in a way that affected my life, in a way that affected my ability to perform at work. Whew. uh, Man, just thinking about it now, I've never in my life felt more disoriented and upside down. Um, and unsure of who I am, how am I going to move forward, what am I capable of. Looking back on that now, through this lens, this metaphor of the wolves matter. They belong. Rather than me trying to outrun anxiety and panic, or defeat it, or conquer it, what if I turned my attention, what if I shifted my posture to that of a student? What are you telling me? And... I didn't have this language or this metaphor then, but I can tell you that as I worked through that, and it took probably a couple years, um, I slowly had to um, shift my posture from trying to defeat and conquer to what are you telling me? And what it was, what this new introduction to my life was telling me was that I, I need to get out of this, what I'm doing. This job, this role, this industry, this season has passed for me. It's time for me to move on. It's time for me to step out. It's time for me uh, to move into unknown. And it took me a long time to get to that place, to get to that uh, acceptance to where I was willing to say, I don't know what I'm going to do, but all I know is that It's not this. I have to move on from this. And that was huge. That was was a huge... It was was tremendously scary. Um, Because I've been in the the confines of this particular industry knowing what I'm going to do. And I had kind of done just about everything there is to do. And so it was safe. It was known. uh, It was predictable. And yet this wolf, which at times felt like an entire pack that's nipping at my heels, barking, howling, and it's showing up in the form of anxiety and fear and panic. Yeah, in part, I can say, looking back on that, I believe that 
it was telling me it, it's time to move on, man. Yeah. It's time to move on from that. Um, so that's just a little bit of, of kind of peeling back the layers and, and sharing just how that has impacted me personally. The ecology of wolves. The wolves matter. They have a purpose. They have a role that they're playing. And I was reminded of a story. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read just a little bit of it here. Oh, man, this is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite portions of the story. I, I'll, I, can, I can tell you, I won't take the time to do it now, but I can tell you exactly where I was when I first read this section in this copy of the book that I'm about to read. And it blew me away. I, it was one of those scenes where... I should have seen that coming and I didn't. And it just cross-checked me in in a way that hurts so good. Uh, this is from uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis. Um, and this particular book is called The Horse and His Boy. The main character here is a character um, called Shasta. And Shasta is in this scene. He's alone. He's isolated. There's He's surrounded by fog. And he has this sense of a presence that's big and he's starting to get afraid of it he's been on the run uh, throughout this whole story things just have not gone his way he's been chased by uh, these lions actually keep showing up throughout the story uh, they chase him they scare him um, and so anyway I'm, I'm going to pick up right here uh, let's see here we go who are you he said, scarcely above a whisper. One who has waited long for you to speak, said the thing. Its voice was not loud, but very large and deep. Are you a giant? asked Shasta. You might call me a giant, said the large voice, but I'm not like the creatures you call giants. I can't see you at all, said Shasta, after staring very hard. Then, for an even more terrible idea had come into his mind, he said, almost in a scream, you're not something dead, are you? Oh, please, please do go away. What harm have I ever done you? Oh, I'm the unluckiest person in the whole world. Once more, he felt the warm breath of the thing on his hand and face. There, it said, this is not the breath of a ghost. Now tell me your sorrows. Shasta was a little reassured by the breath, so he told how he had never known his real father or mother and had been brought up sternly by the fishermen, and then he told the story of his escape and how they were chased by lions and forced to swim for their lives, and of all their dangers in Tashban, and about his night among the tombs and how the beasts howled at him out of the desert, and he told about the heat and thirst of their desert journey and how they were almost at their goal when another lion chased them and wounded Erebus. And also, how very long it was since he had had anything to eat. I do not call you unfortunate, said the large voice. Well, don't you think it was bad luck to meet so many lions? said Shasta. There was only one lion, said the voice. What on earth do you mean? I, I, I've just told you there were at least two the first night, and there was only one. But he was swift afoot. How do you know? Because I was the lion. And Shasta gaped with open mouth and said nothing. The voice continued. I was the lion who forced you to join with Erebus. I was the cat who comforted you among the houses of the dead. I was the lion who drove the jackals from you while you slept. 
I was the lion who gave the horses the new strength of fear for the last mile so that you should reach King Loon in time. And I was the lion, you do not remember, who pushed the boat in which you lay, a child near death, so that it came to the shore where a man sat, wakeful at midnight, to receive you. Oh, man. Kind of gave me... Um, well, it did. It gave me goosebumps all over again. So that's just a little connection that I wanted to share, um, something that's been powerful for me in my life, um, realizing that the wolves or the lions, they matter. They're playing a role in the ecology, in the ecosystem of your life. What would shift for you? If you turned your posture to them and made an invitation, what might you learn? Who might you become? Thanks for listening, and we'll do this again soon. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Cardinal Coaching Solutions. If you're interested in learning more about any of the topics we discussed today, or if you'd like to investigate working with me as a coach, please visit www.cardinalcoachingsolutions.com and connect with me personally over email at wes, that's W-E-S, at cardinalcoachingsolutions.com. I offer my first session absolutely free, and I'd be honored to help get you going. I can't wait to hear from you.